Hey, the headphones work. I think they work. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? I think the headphones actually work. Mine are out. Can you You're hear me? Out. <laughs> Your headphones are out. Look at don't uh, scare. Fine. Don't scare Terry. I, know, I don't need Terry, Terry coming in here. He doesn't need that. He doesn't need to be scared right now. All right. Stay out of the studio, Ryan. Head, don't head, come near me. Headphone gate is resolved. Notice how I, he didn't make any comment about my water bottle being up by the... He doesn't like it by the board. I'm sure he doesn't. I'm going to put, put it right over there. Uh, welcome back. Puck and Gas, live from the Carter Volkswagen Studio. Cliff Averill, his weekly visit coming up at 1120. I should also mention smoking Sports with uh, Terry Blunt at 1220. We have a winner in our 10 o'clock hour for $100, an EQC note Thursday. Who was that there, Jackson? Steve Berg. Steve DeBerg, former Kansas City Chiefs. Wow. Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback. Nice job, Steve. Maybe he can use 100 bucks. Yeah. Who no, couldn't? Steve Berg. Where is Steve Berg uh, calling from? Because Steve Berg, because we normally, we are the show for the people. We put all of the winners on because we're giving you $100. So we like to know what's going on. Right. And Steve Berg refused to come on. But he had a decent reason. Yeah, what was that? He's driving. Oh. But then I told him to go on speakerphone, on. and it sounded great. And yeah. he still was, no, I really don't want to You know what? Do screw this. you, Steve. Hey, Honestly, I'm, screw you. I'm on Steve's, you? I'm on Steve's side, man. It's, it's, even I'm with not. the speakerphone, it's distracting. It can create problems. I'm not. I'm having, not having been in and miraculously survived a high-speed crash uh, where I might have been distracted, uh, I'm a big believer in people that don't necessarily want to come on and talk to us. Can we take away his money? Well, can sure. We, can now we take away now I like that idea. Let's take away. See, his here's the problem: is can that we I... do it one more time and say because Berg didn't want to come on because he thinks he's a big deal, we can take <laughs> his money back from him. I always enter their information to get them the hundred dollars before I ask them to come on the air. So in the future, I'll ask them to come on the air first. Son of a gun! I'm sorry. All right, we'll give you another chance to win a hundred dollars here in the eleven o'clock hour. Also, one more time in the twelve o'clock hour. And if you want us, if you want the hundred dollars, you got to come on. You got to come on and tell us what the phrase that pays, or you're not going to get it. If, yeah, you do have to know the phrase that pays. Yeah, That's important. Uh, Tiger Woods has opened up his 2018 U.S. Open, first time he's played since Chambers Bay, and oh, uh, not good. Like everybody else, uh, Tiger Woods, a triple, a seven, a triple bogey seven on the opening par four. This is why golf sucks. <laughs> and I love golf, but I hate golf. But it sucks. He has a perfect tee. He has a perfect tee shot. Uh-huh. He's in the middle of the fairway. He's 150 yards out, mm-hmm. and he takes Great a shape. triple. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, that's just golfing. Ra- raise your hand if that's happened to you. It you happens know? to me every time. A lot, yeah. And you know, it's funny because we were looking uh, at it, and I didn't. I wouldn't watch as closely as you. And the first time, I got is this another thing where they've set up the hole? The hole was set up fine. Yeah, but when he, he finally put it up there where he should have put it, it was fine. It kept rolling back on him. He looked shot, like me. Yeah, his second shot rolled off the back left of the green. Uh-huh. He tries to chip it up. He chips. It's a it's a big slope up there, and then the 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 flag is tucked like right up right as it crests. There's the flag. Yeah, he's got probably like four feet after the top of the the mound there. Mm-hmm. He chips it up there. It rolls back down. Yeah. So then he goes up there with his putter. He tries to put it up there. It rolls up, and then it rolls back down again. And then he finally puts up there. He misses his double bogey putt, taps in for a triple. So what did I say? Four over would be probably the score he'd yeah. be happy with today. He's going to have to go par the rest of the way he's probably already, to get there. He's already three over, three so over. that's good. Your leader, Scott Percy, or Piercy, excuse me, and Ian Poulter, your leaders right now, they're both in the clubhouse at one under. Several of the guys that are on the course that are um, that are one under, but they're just underway. Mm-hmm. Uh, so only five guys total. 
that are actually uh, under par. World Cup is uh, is underway in Russia with the home with the home country dispatching Saudi Arabia five nothing. They crushed the over. The over under was three and a half, mm-hmm. as expected. Really, okay. I, I think the ex- expectation would have been three or four nil on that one, and they ended up with they got a, a goal in like the last twenty seconds. Who, now our teams again. You have it in front of you. Who I mean, I know two of the three teams that I took. I can't remember the third one. Yeah, so you went with Argentina, yes. France, uh, which by the way, Danny. No, Jackson. we're gonna get into France no, here in a moment. Here, what's the hashtag yeah. we're getting going? It's, uh, baguette uh... beatdown because I took a lot of crap from soccer guys over there yeah, about my selection yeah. of Mine, France. Mine's not even worse. And all of a sudden... Les Bleus, right? Les Bleus? So I have France, Argentina, and who? And then your last one was Portugal. Oh, I love mm-hmm. Portugal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then get, who did Gas go with again? Gas went with Brazil, great, great Belgium, pick. which is good, mm-hmm. uh, and then Uruguay as well. Yeah. Great. Love. Three three yeah, good, solid. I, I like them. Jackson, who'd you go with? Uh, Germany, uh, mm-hmm. and then England, and then uh, who? Uh, Spain. 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 What happened? Didn't, what, didn't Spain in the news? Something happened with Spain. They're in the yeah. news, right? What happened with Spain? They, so, they, basically, the job of the Spain head coach <laughs> is to mediate between the players that are on Real Madrid and then Barcelona, because those are the two, two of the best teams in Europe, and they have have a lot of players on Spain, and his job is to mediate that. Mm-hmm. Well, the head coach of Spain just took the head coaching job of Real Madrid. Mm-hmm. That pissed off a lot of people, and thus... So he's uh, out. Spain he got fired got, yesterday. Yeah, so Spain on the eve of the World Cup, yeah. your guy, oh. the, the team that you were killing me for, Spain so much better than France, their coach is already out. Yeah. And France is looking good. I, I read stuff all day yesterday talking about, boy, this France. I mean, they're probably one of the most talented teams in the world. In, sure, in the world right sure now. they sure, are. Probably should, it should actually roll all, all the way through. They're limping into this World yeah. Cup, though. Here's here's what I will say. So Danny Jackson, who's a former, former center captain, he's a very intelligent soccer mind. He tells me yesterday, I'm, I'm, like, I'm like, what do you think of France? Because they just had a terrible game against USA. He's like, well, I think it was good for him. And, See, that's what I and was I'm like. Oh, geez. Well, yeah, yeah. so yeah, sure. it was my thought. It's you should have made the bet with me two days ago when I said I'll look, bet you Spain goes further than France. Look at Robinson Cano. Adversity really can bring a team together. Sometimes, there you go. right? Is it a little adversity yeah. isn't bad. Yeah. How you react to it? If you get in your little red truck and drive off, you're screwed. But if you say, you know what, I am going to react with this in a way that makes us better. The best thing about the baguette beatdown when I when France does go f- uh, farther than than Spain, they is, will. They, is they that they I'm going to let the baguette sit out. I'm going to buy it fresh, but yeah, then I'm going to yeah, let right. it sit get, for a few days. Get it rock hard. Five six days. Uh-huh. Well, it's like a it's like an aluminum, you know, like the world college <laughs> yeah. world series. Like, ding! Yeah, that's going to yeah. be the sound of the baguette off your head. Yeah, but now I'm, now I'm agreeing with you that they're going to go further. Well, you didn't. You didn't. You, you did, did the, the other day. Well, yeah, the, if Spain had kept their head coach, Spain would have gone further. Isn't this a here's, little bit of what? Belgium's going to go further than both of them? That's a good pick. Uh, oh, I like that. I like if that happens. Hazard yeah. Lukaku. There, uh, that's a who? great team. Excuse me, Lukaku. you have what? Lukaku. What, what did you? What did you get? It's a player. Sprained by. Hang on a second, huh? What did you acquire in spring break in Guadalajara? What did you get? Yeah, he's a player. He's he's a very good. What was it again? Lukaku. Lukaku. Okay, that doesn't sound like someone's name. It's something you know. Spring break, and you got. Out of control. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So that the uh, World Cup is is underway now because I, I couldn't hear the audio when you played the hand hour thing. So they're one of you don't got to play it again, but that was a big deal yesterday. They, everyone was there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Uh, oh, old mayor, oh, old mayor Sporty was there. Mayor, yeah, she was, was she there. in a jersey? She was in a U.S. national team jersey. <laughs> <laughs> yep, <laughs> yep. Does she not understand? Uh, she's got more jerseys than I do. <laughs> They're not in it. Yeah, that's a good point. Do you think she knows they're not in it? Yeah, I think they're looking ahead to 2026, and they're going to be in it that year. That's I'm sure what she's. Yeah, I do think she knew they weren't. Did anyone ask her 
how she's going to celebrate if they win the soccer cup. Oh, God. I wanted to ask her if she knew what the actual <laughs> World Cup trophy was called. Mm-hmm. I, I, I decided at the last minute to not, um, but... You heard that audio, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. She, yeah. 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 We're going to bring home the soccer cup. That's what Yay! we're going to do. That's what All right, so that's a big deal. So they're going to be one of the cities, right? Who, Seattle? I sure yeah. think so. And again, I think the grass thing is a non-story. They got to put grass in at MetLife Stadium. Yeah. They got to put grass sure. in in Atlanta. They, every city, big city, they want to use. Yeah. And and Adrian was right when he talked about the technology is better now. It, it's gonna, it's a non-story. But, but grass, besides the grass thing, what? Just I mean, they're gonna get a team, right? If they well, don't, or, excuse me, get a team. If they don't get a venue, isn't that a slap in the face? But, isn't this supposed to be the best? Soccer place in the world? Yeah, it was well, supposed to be the United States. It's supposed to be the best in the United States, but it, it is going to be on the line. It's going to be very tough because really? right now there's three locks for Canada: Edmonton, Montreal, Boston. There's three locks in Mexico: Monterey, Guadalajara, Mexico City, and then there's 17 U.S. cities that has to go down to 10. So right. you have to figure out. And I mean, I don't know if you want me to read off. Give all me of the it. top. Who are the top 17? So the ones that are locks for them in the United States are probably going to be Dallas, Jerry World, Los Angeles, New York, Washington D.C., Miami. Um, Philadelphia is on the line of a lock, um, and I would say San Francisco's on the line. Was Philadelphia well. more of a hotbed than Seattle for soccer? I think Philadelphia gets it because of the history with the city in this country, and, and the fact that you know, okay, yeah, well, what they ever do? Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you get right down to what it. They do, right? So I think Philadelphia probably gonna okay. get it, but then Baltimore, a city that can probably be knocked off because yeah, all these. Have they picked where the champ, where the, the ultimately where the championship? Games I've read are a report that it's going to be at MetLife in New York, which would make sense then to have the semifinals Terrible. in L.A. And there's only Atlanta. one place it should be at. There's only one place that any major sporting event that plays outside should ever be at the Rose Bowl. Why is it not at the Rose Bowl? Man, they, um, that's where it should be. I mean, it's just a report. It's a hundred thousand. It's a hundred thousand seat stadium mm-hmm. in the greatest setting in the world. Right. Just right. Play, and you know agree. what? They do a pretty good job of putting their grass in. And that's where they, they do. That, that's where they have the championship in '94. Was at the yeah, Rose Bowl. They should do it there. They yeah. really should. Yeah, and they, and they might. I'm telling you guys. I, I maybe I'm just a crazy cockeyed optimist. I think it's wired to come here. And I know Seattle has yeah, been overlooked in the past. Uh, the, the, uh, the, the Copa America tournament played three games here. People were thrilled with how that came out. Uh, and that was, that was a part of it was okay. That, that was almost considered. It wasn't really a trial run. But it's like, okay, okay, Seattle can do this. You got to look at the economy of the cities involved, the businesses that are there, the demographics and all that. So all, I guess it's not a lock, but I guess the only thing that I can think of as, as being a problematic with it is it, it really would be a one-stop destination. Where there's nowhere else to go, yeah, to travel. Like if you're a fan, if you're a fan coming from not mm-hmm. here, mm-hmm. right? From the, you know what's what's the next stop? I mean, you have to. I mean, the, to get to Seattle is hard, right? You're dead and on to, there. to travel to someplace else, you're asking someone to come to here, but then your next match is going to be in Miami. Mm-hmm. You know, so that would right. be a, the one thing that I I could see getting in their way. And then, but they could put it in Santa Clara, sure. Uh, it could be in L.A. I mean, it, so that I, I know what you mean, and that, that Seattle is an outlier that if, way. And if, if, but if they exclude Seattle, it will be a giant part of the country that will have. If nothing. they did, if they did something where do we already know the locks in Canada is Vancouver one of them or no? Vancouver, the city or officials, Edmonton. from what I read, decided to pull out. They didn't. Uh, they didn't want to be part of this because they thought so, it would cost the but city if it's, money. But if it's in Edmonton and then you you have Seattle and you could have one in the Bay Area and then L.A. Well, then that that would be okay. Exactly. Then, then the West Coast fans yeah. could, could. You get you tell involved. me really quick, which is a better city to go to the World Cup, Denver or Seattle? You may have asked the wrong guy there. He's a big Denver guy. He's married it's, a Denver I mean, that gal. That might be the question. It is, it is huge in Denver. That though. might I mean, be the big it's question. It's massively popular. I don't I, I would Seattle. 
Sure. I would say it too, like but to that's, that might be it. All right, Cliff Averill will uh, join us next. We'll pick his brain about Earl Thomas, K.J. Wright, minicamp, and uh, who he's got in the World Cup final. Cliff Averill next. This is back to Puckett and the Gas Man on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Entertaining sports talk. Oh, it's not a good start for Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods, he opened up with a triple on his first hole of the U.S. Open. He just uh, had another bogey. He is four over through two holes, uh, but no one else is doing anything good right now. In the clubhouse, Scott Piercy, Ian Poulter, one under. Uh, Peter Uline, he's on the course right now. He is two under uh, through five holes as we continue to cover the U.S. Open throughout the day. Now joining us on the super-studded Beacon Plumbing Hotline, the Bobby Wagner Beacon Plumbing Hotline, is our good friend Cliff Averill, who will be, boy, we are now just a few weeks away, Cliff. Uh, you start yes, your your radio career here at 950 KJR. How are things? How's yeah. vacation before you start work? <laughs> everything's going well. Everything's going well. Just hanging out with the kids. Packing up my house to move uh, to Seattle full time is, uh, is a lot of work, but uh, I'm, I'm embracing it. And your house is in uh, is it North Carolina? Did I hear? Yes, yes, we're in Charlotte. Is is, is that where I, I saw some uh, some cool stuff that you're doing with some kids out there? A football camp or something? Is that where that's taking place? No, actually, I'm I'm down here in Jacksonville, back at home. Uh, this is where I'm, I'm hosting my uh, I want to say my fifth year of uh, uh, sixth year of football camp. And a uh, family fun day that I, I put on for the community here in Jacksonville. Good for you, man. That's great. Cliff, what's that address in North Carolina? Just I want to send something to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I when can't you remember just that quick. Yeah. <laughs> and when you say you're packing up your house, are you really packing it up, or is we got the movers out there doing that? Well, I, I'm actually packing certain rooms up, okay. uh, and then we'll, we'll have the movers do the rest. But it's still a lot. Uh, my wife handles all that, though. I get to talk to you guys. Oh, yeah, but it's it's the worst, isn't oh. it? Because some of it falls on oh. you. And no, nobody gets off scot-free, and there is nothing. I had a weird situation where I had to move like four times in about three years recently. And, A, you get rid of a lot of stuff, and you start thinking, why am I just throwing this away? I paid a lot of money. And then, B, it's just a pain in the neck, isn't it? It is, it is. It's a pain in the neck. Um, but, you know, also just moving so far away makes it so expensive. Right. And, and that's more so that's that's more so my concern is, like, do we really have to take all this stuff with us? So, yeah. And then yeah, how much... You don't, want, you don't want to argue too much. And then how much you purge. See, when you, when you move, and I like to purge, like, every few months my house. I just like to start throwing stuff out. Get a garbage can yeah, no, and start throwing you. it in the trash. I'm with you, that's, and that's where we're at right now. I'm like, okay, we're going to give this away. We're going to donate this. We're going to do this, and we still have a bunch of crap. And I'm like, all right, I don't want to pay for all this stuff to go to Seattle. Right? You know, and, so we got to figure something out. And Cliff, as you know, and yes, you know this as well, the good news is you're you're going from a, a great city in, in Charlotte to really in a housing market in Seattle that's really low right now. It's yeah, not yeah. hot. Oh, yeah. So you probably can get a, get a screaming deal on a house. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. It is complete it's the complete opposite of the South, that's for sure. Uh I mean, just looking at homes in Seattle, you're like, yeah, I don't know about this move, baby. It's, it's kinda expensive. 
<laughs> but no, nah, I'm I'm excited. It's it's, it's fun. The housing market out there is is, is a little high, but Oof. you know that's good for everybody if if you can afford it. I guess <laughs> you're nice. Your your family is still kind of growing, and there's all that. When, the last time I moved, we were doing a downsize. We had one entire room full of furniture that we packed oh. on a truck and sent off to to Goodwill or to something. And I remember standing there thinking, "This is really irritating because I worked hard to get all that stuff." My <laughs> wife and I, we worked hard to acquire all these things, and now we're just giving them. You know, Cliff, I just turned into a jerk. I can afford to do this, and I'm like, why am I giving this away? Right, trust me, we're going through the same thing. Well, I know I am. Yeah. I'm just, you know, paying for it. So I'm like, you surely want to throw that couch away? Like, right. hey, we've only had it for like four years. Like, well, no, we can't take it to Seattle. Like, I, somebody can use this. We can sell it, something. I don't know, but... Um, so yeah, we're going through that process too. But uh, we're again, we're excited for the move. It, it should be fun. Good. And so uh, mini camps wrapping up today. I'm, I'm sure that you probably miss going to mini camp, right? Yeah, not one bit. Not <laughs> one bit. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? What is mini camp like? I mean, now because and we'll get into Earl Thomas holding out and all that. But mm-hmm. um, you know, for a veteran, I know it's probably different from a guy that's been in the league for a number of years, opposed to a rookie or first or second year player. But when you when you graduated towards being a veteran, what um, yep. what was annoying about minicamp to you? Annoying about minicamp, I would say, um, really, it's just the, the the fact that you you have to go through this. It's basically like an exit meeting or exit practices for the summer to get ready for camp or whatever. But nothing really changes. I mean, minicamp practices are are just a long version of OTA practices, really. Mm-hmm. And then you know a little bit, a few more a uh, few more um, meetings or whatever. But there's not such there's not a big difference between OTA and minicamp practice. It's just time consuming and it's boring. And you're going over the same stuff you've been going over for the last two months. Um, so it, it's just boring, and you're banging against guys you've been banging against you know for the last three months. Is it is it better when you're younger? In other words, you're you're a veteran guy now. You've stepped away from the game, even. Uh, but when you're in a first or second year, do you as as a player think you know I, I I need everything I can get here. I'm trying to learn this at the highest possible level. Are, are is your attitude different when you're a little bit newer in the league? Yes, most definitely. Um, you still have to prove yourself. You know, when you're younger. Uh, every opportunity you get on the football field, you got to prove yourself. So for mini camps, I know my, me personally. Um, I remember my first few mini camps. I was trying to show out. I was just, I just wanted to leave a good impression on the coaches going into the summer. Um, and and so that's how they have to approach it. But as you get older, you hate it more and more. <laughs> what do you? What do you? So what do you think? I mean, I I mean, I think we all know what's going through Earl's head. I mean, he's made it perfectly clear. I I just want a new. I want a new contract. You know, I want mm-hmm. I want I want to earn more money. Um, you know, this is one of those weird situations, Cliff, that you get you get people that understand where the players are coming from, then you get some fans who don't understand. I hey, listen, you you're under contract. You're making eight and a half million dollars a year. I mean, I would love to make eight and a half million dollars a year. Why don't you just play? You're under contract. Uh, take take us in take us inside that of being a former player, of understanding of where he is coming from in terms of holding out and wanting more money. See, uh, the, my only issue with this, this this situation in the media and, and, and people's perception is athletes are the only time – when athletes ask for money, it's the only time people have an issue with them wanting to be paid according to their work. Everybody in America wants to be paid to what they bring, uh, you know, what they bring to, to, to the job or whatever. 
Um, and everybody wants a pay raise. Everybody, if they feel like they've outperformed their contracts or whatever, people want pay raises. But when athletes want it, it's a problem, and I, I, don't, I don't agree with that. As far as for Earl, I think he, he deserves it. He's the best safety in the league. He's the best safe, one of the best safeties that ever walked through uh, the Seattle Seahawks locker room. He deserves to be paid, um, and he's taking a stance. And, um, you know, I, I hope he gets paid because they definitely need him back there. Uh, and, and he brings a lot to the game. He brings a lot to the locker room. You know, Cliff, the other thing about this, and I'm almost always on the player's side in these things, and I wish Earl was here. I wish this wasn't messy. But here's the thing, and I mean, I'll, I'll put one right in your, your wheelhouse. I'm sure you're going to agree with this. While it's easy for a fan to be saying, why isn't he there? Why? Well, the reason he's not there is because this is really the only leverage he has. If, if he wants a raise, which he does, this, you know, I kind of fault the NFL for not having a better system. And I don't know what it would be. I mean, I, I, well, I'd abolish the salary cap. They're never going to do that. But, but this is the only thing he can do really to, to try and capitalize on his situation. I mean, I totally understand why he's doing it. I mean, I get it too. I mean, the, the window, the window in the NFL. Most guys, let's think about this. Most guys' average in the NFL is on two and a half years, three years, or whatever it is. So to get a chance to get a, a big bite at the apple, meaning you know, going into free agency or a new contract, you have to take full advantage of these opportunities because it doesn't happen often. Um, so I, you know, I'm I'm pro players trying to get paid as fast as possible. This window is only if you're fortunate enough to play 10, 12, 15 years, like. That's a small part of your life, a small part. You know, it's a short career, per se, compared to everybody else. So I, I definitely, you know, hope he can get paid. Um, hopefully, they, you know, this is the only way you can make a stand, I guess, when you have a contract dispute. And this is what he's doing. You think, he'd, you think he'll push this? Now, it's one thing is minicamp. You think he would push yeah. this into training camp? I don't know. See, I'm not even a big fan. I'm not a big fan of guys giving money back to the back to the team. You know, these fines are pretty hefty. So, I, me personally, I would have told him to go to minicamp, but you know, don't practice. Your back is tight. Your hamstring hurts. I don't know something, but I wouldn't have practiced. But I'm not a big fan of giving. I don't know what the numbers are nowadays, but it's pretty crazy. He I'm not can, a big fan of guys doing that. He can be fined up to I think if minicamp. Up to the max, I think is like eighty four thousand, but it's to the team's discretion on it. I mean, they don't, the team doesn't have to find him if they don't want to. But if he does, and he's going to miss all of minicamp, and he has, I think it's like eighty four thousand dollars. I'm not sure. I don't know what it is for for minicamp. Yeah. Did, did you ever hold out? Yeah, it's, I've held out before. Um, I've held out, but fortunately, my holdouts were ne- like more so being franchised and wanting new deals. But I hadn't signed a contract, so I didn't get fined for the day that I was holding out. Um, so it's a little different situation. But again, I, I don't. I, I've always told guys we're in the business of, of, you know, we're not in the business of giving money back. And and I don't. I don't think he should, you know, do that that way. But he also can negotiate that as well with the team when they do continue to negotiate his contract as part of the deal is to, you know, not get fined. Kind of curious about this from from your perspective. Now you weren't playing at this time, and I'm not sure. Were you with the team when they were in Dallas for that that game? Which one is that the the, the, one, the game Lockie got hurt in? You, no, 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 no. This last year, the one at the end of the year, where they won, where they kept oh, their playoff yes. hopes alive. Yes, 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 yes. I was there when he ran to the. <laughs> yeah, what? Let me ask you because I I thought that hey man, I mean it's like from my perspective, right? I'm, I can come at it as from a fan, right? My perspective mm-hmm. was. Man, you just won this huge game. 
Your playoff mm-hmm. hopes are still alive, and one of your best players is going in a locker room and asking a coach to come get me. I want to play for you guys next year. <laughs> like, and I know it's Earl being Earl, and, exactly. and but but what? How was that perceived among you guys and the team when he did that? It all depends on who who you ask. It all depends on who's doing it as well. Like everybody understand. Like everyone in the locker room understand who Earl is. Everybody understand. You know where where he comes from. And uh, everybody understands that he's a huge Cowboys fan as well, although he plays for the Seahawks. Um, but I, I, I didn't take – I didn't. I actually talked to him after the game on the plane. I'm like, you know, like, what, what, what was up with that? He's like, man, things were just going through my head, and I just made it. I just did it. But, you know, I hope people didn't take it the wrong way or whatever. Like, no, people definitely took it the wrong way. You know, but... <laughs> no, nope, everyone took it the wrong way. <laughs> they definitely took it the wrong way, but you know. And as I'm talking to him, I'm like, I understand, bro. Like, people aren't gonna understand your point of view, but I understand, uh, you know, what you're trying to do or what you were doing or and who you are, why you did it, you know. But but um, it's interesting. I know if I was playing, I probably would have felt some kind of way. But then at the same time, I would have had the conversation with him, and I'd have felt fine about it. You know, the bigger concern here is is uh, because the fans are gonna react the way they're gonna react, and and we talk about it in the media and everything. Would would you say something like that? Does that undermine team chemistry? Did it divide the team at all, or or do you think it was not as big a deal within the locker room in the, in the wake of what happened? I don't think it was a big deal. One, they won the game, so that that's a plus. That, right. that, that lightens the load. But also understanding that what you have in Earl, regardless of what jersey he has on, he's going to go out there and give you one hundred ten percent. And at the time, he's still a Seahawk player, and you know he's going to have your back. So. Uh, I don't think it rubbed anybody the wrong way to the point where it messed up chemistry or guys started doubting if he's going to play hard or anything like that. You know every Sunday he's going to show up and yeah. he's going to show out. Um, so it didn't really bother guys too much. But but it would be safe to say, because it's, I mean, I don't care what level of sports you played. I wouldn't, you know, it doesn't matter if it's, if it's peewee, middle school, high mm-hmm. school. I mean, locker rooms in any sport, not everyone's going to get along. I mean, that's just, there's no way. And especially in football, you have 53-odd guys. Not everyone's going to agree on anything. It would be safe to say that not everybody, when he did that, not everybody was like, oh, I totally understand what you were doing when you said that. There had to be a few players that were upset about it. No, no, I agree. I mean, like you just said, right, it's 53 grown men in a locker room. Everybody have their own priorities. Everybody has their own way of dealing with stuff. Everyone's not going to get along. That's just the fact of it. But one thing about it, all guys will go out there and bust their behind and do their job. Because at the end of the day, like, everybody wants to keep their job and keep the checks and all those different things. So guys are going to bust their tail regardless of if they don't like the person next to them. They're going to do what they need to do to be successful within the scheme. Um, so, you know, that's, that's kind of the mindset of, of most locker rooms. And this is interesting, too, because while it's front and center right now for us, Earl won't be the first guy if, let's say, he comes in and things get smoothed over. A lot of other guys have walked this path. Sometimes it can take a team off the tracks, but, Cliff, sometimes it doesn't have any impact at all and, and everybody's able to move past it, and, and we won't know. We'll have to wait and see how this one plays out. But this, this doesn't necessarily undermine the upcoming season. No, no, not at all. I, I mean, I, I think the media makes a big deal out of it. People that aren't necessarily in the locker rooms make a big deal out of it. But guys understand that the window is small, so right. you have to capitalize when you can, you know. And you don't get into other people's business when it comes down to their contract situation. So 
you know, that that's kind of like a, a unspoken rule. You know, you don't that like that's none of your business. You know, uh, just know when he gets back out on the football field, you're going to accept him, and you know what you're going to get out of that guy. Do you think that's? I'm glad you brought that up. Because do you think that's a regret? I mean, I'm asking you to get inside Earl's head, and no one wants to get inside Earl's head. I'm going to tell you that right now. <laughs> you think that's a regret for him because he was pretty outspoken when Cam held out. I mean, he wasn't a fan of it, and and now he's doing yeah. he's doing the same thing. So it's, well, so I, I bet he understands it now. <laughs> I bet he has yeah. a better understanding of what Cam was trying to do. You know, um, I don't, I don't. I don't know. I, I mean, sometimes people, you know, in, until you're in that situation, you don't necessarily understand what these people, what they're processing, what, why they're doing what they're doing. Sometimes these holdouts don't work, and sometimes they do. You got to take the chance because this is the only time you actually have a, 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 a voice to make a statement that you want to be paid more or you want a long-term deal. The man wants to be a Seahawk for for life. I mean, that, that's a good thing in my eyes if I'm a fan. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, did you see what Mr. Unlimited did? No, what did he do? What happened? Oh, you see what new hobby he picked up? No. What, he's, flying, hobby? he's flying helicopters now. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I what didn't is, see what that. are you going right? Yeah, he's That's flying. no good. That's not a good know. idea. I think the Seahawks should put something in the contract. We don't need our star quarterback flying helicopters around the Pacific <laughs> Northwest. I don't know. I'm that, Just one man's opinion here. Yeah, well, I mean, can they stop you from doing what you want to do? No, not really. Not. I think I think the only thing you can't do is ride motorcycles. But, you know, Jimmy Graham flies planes. Yeah. Everybody's cool with it. But if the quarterback does something, you know, guys aren't too happy. They're, they're a little shaky or whatever about it. But Russ is trying everything out. I think I've seen something where he's he gotten uh, uh, one of these race cars with Mercedes-Benz or something, took a few laps or something like that. Russ is living his best life. He's trying everything out. He sure is. And he's going to be a baseball owner. He wants to own the baseball team in Portland. See, the man's a businessman. The man's a business. Russ is one smart guy. He's capitalizing on every opportunity. Um, uh, What was I going to ask you? Uh, Yeah, hey, I don't know. You're probably not a big golf fan. You're a Tiger fan, though? I'm a Tiger fan, but uh, yeah, I'm not a big golf. I'm, I just started trying to play golf, um, oh, and, and it's a very, very, very hard sport oh. uh, mentally for athletes like myself. It's hard. It's the worst sport. It's I, I have a love hate affair with it. I love it, but then I hate it. And I think even golfers yeah. they have a love hate affair with it. All right, uh, get back to packing, and we'll see you in a few weeks, July 9th, the uh, the very first show. I'm actually taking that day off, so it'll just be you by yourself for three hours. <laughs> but I think you're going to do a great job. I appreciate it. I hope I hope somebody's in there with me. I'll bring somebody along. <laughs> All right, Cliff. We'll talk to you later. All right. Thanks for having me. There he See you, Cliff. Cliff Averill, again, July 9th is uh, is when he'll start. Uh, I should just call and say, you know what? Or should just be late. Yeah, be just, late. Just have him sit in here. Yeah, man. Have, yeah. And 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 Feltz will be here, and he'll be, it'll be frantic Feltz. When Feltz, Feltz gets frantic, it's 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 fun to watch. No, we're just gonna talk soccer. Yeah, it'll be, just, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Cliff, be, so Cliff Sounders. Yeah. All right, uh, it's also I think it's here. It's a Zeke's Pizza beer and uh, pizza Thursday. We've got pie coming in from Zeke's Pizza. At some point, we're gonna have to give away a gift card to Zeke's Pizza later in the show. I don't know if you guys discussed this yesterday, uh, but some big news coming out of college football. I think it's worth the chew mm-hmm. on here in our next segment. Mm-hmm. It's Sports Radio KJR's EQC No Thursday. Win 100 bucks now. We're taking the 12th color at 206-286-9595. That's the kind of fun and games we have around here. Powered by the Emerald Queen Casino, the entertainment capital of the Northwest. Northwest. 
Now back to Puckett and the Gas Man on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Entertaining sports talk. It's an EQC note Thursday. It is a Zeke's Pizza Thursday. It's a uh, beer and pizza Thursday. Zeke's Pizza brings us beer and brings us pizza every single Thursday. We are enjoying a wonderful pepperoni. We went simple. Pepperoni pizza today from Zeke's Pizza. Also, the Farm Strong Pilsner Ooh. from Farm Strong Brewing Company up there in lovely uh, Mount Vernon. And, and Puck, they do this for us because we're big shooters, right? We're a big deal, so they just do it only for us, right? Zeke's brings this pizza and beer over. Nobody else no, can get this kind of a deal. They sure don't, Gas. They we're do not it. big shooters? They do it for everyone. And what Zeke's wow. Pizza is doing right now... That's nice of them. You pull out your iPhone that was uh, invented in uh, June of 2007. I Got want you to right go here. to your app store right now and uh-huh. download the Zeke's Pizza app. And right, right there from your Zeke's Pizza app, you're going to put in a few information. Not much. And right there, you're going to be able to order your pizza... And also your beer now, and wine, and cider. Mm-hmm. That uh, at all Zeke's Pizza locations, they will deliver along with your pizza, your salad, whatever you'd like to get. If you want beer, wine, cider, they're going to deliver that to you as well. All you need to get beer, wine, or cider delivered to you is just fifteen dollars minimum, and I think we can handle that. Look, that, you that should buy not... and some beer. And that's fifteen bucks, and away you go. That should be the least of your concerns. You're right. If you're trying to order something, you can't get to the fifteen minimum. Come on, man, step up your game a little bit. And and listen, it's you got a great weekend. What a better weekend to download the Zeke's Pizza app than this weekend right now? Because this is the weekend. Sure, yeah, this is the it's Dad's weekend. Is what mm-hmm. this is. And in mm-hmm. fact, if I told my kids the other day, it's Dad's week. Yeah. This, this we it, this isn't just hey we're going to celebrate Mom's Day on Sunday, all right? And we're going to do everything what we'll do the same thing we do for Mom every, you know, every every Sunday where it's the breakfast in the bed and then it's we're taking her out, we're giving her flowers and a card that she'll throw away in 3 days. That's every Sunday or that, just Mother's Day? Uh, that's just Mother's Day. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's just Mother's Day. <laughs> There'd be some uh, if you did it every Sunday. But but for dads, for Father's Day, this is a week-long thing. I want I want something every day. Mm-hmm. I want a foot rub. I want some type of back scratch. Yeah, something. I want you to take care of me because I take care of you. I'm running you kids around everywhere. You're I'm an Uber a, dad. You're doing a lot without asking for much. That's right. And uh, this weekend, which is the greatest thing that the I think the USGA they planned this and they're and God bless the USGA. Mm-hmm. They make sure the U.S. opens on Father's Day weekend every year, every year. And it's an excuse for all of us dads out there, even if you're not a dad. You may have a kid out there. I don't know, guys. You may have a kid out there running around. It's hard to say. You never know. I've, I've moved a lot. Sure. You're, you know what? You are a father because you, you have a wonderful dog. I, Chico. Yeah. It's so not quite the same, but yeah, it, yeah. It, it requires some work. Let me tell you. Uh-huh. It's real similar. <laughs> Is that you, right? You yell. You have to like show attention to it. Yeah. You have sometimes have to take it out every now and again. Yeah. You have to feed it. Well, here's the thing. Are I, you pick, do you have to pick up its uh, Chico's poop? We, we do that. Yeah. Well, I picked up my kid's poop. The one big difference I'd say is I left Chico this morning about seven, and I'm not worried. About, and there's nobody there, well, and he's going to be fine. How old's Chico? He's well. That's true. He's yeah. And, and, what is he? How old is he now? Chico's probably. We adopted him. We're not 100 percent sure. He's probably around. 10. So he's seventy. Yeah, I'd like to think he's ten. He I, might be eleven. Okay, when my well, first of all, when my kid's ten, I'll leave her home. <laughs> you already have, day. right? Uh, You've given her some, some. I've left her home at times yeah. to go run to the store and grab some stuff. Yeah, yeah why I'm not? Put on the alarm. So, what a better weekend? Download the app because if you download the app, you don't have to move. You're wondering, hey, the 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 family didn't stock the the beer fridge. That's okay. You download the Zeke's Pizza app. Order yourself a personal pie, a Father's Day pie. And some beer. I would suggest to go with the uh, Farm Strong Cold Beer Pilsner. Nothing Have them deliver it to the house. Mm-hmm. Saturday and Sunday, 
You're eating pizza. You're drinking beer, the fine beer from Farmstrong Brewery in their Pilsner, and you're watching golf and and get yourself a padlock and padlock the basement door so they can't come down and talk to you. Isn't that what every dad wants for Father's Day really is to be left alone? Just leave me alone. <laughs> I love I you. I told my wife Go last away. year, just drive north. Yeah. I'm gonna. Well, then we're going to call. You can turn around. Yeah. About the, when leaders are about the 16th hole, you probably call and say, hey, you know what, start heading back. That's good. I told her the 18th. When they go to the 18th That's tee, you, you can call turn around. Because I want my post-game, I want my post-match coverage on you the might go. Team. You might do another round. You might call Zeke sure. for the second time, go to the app and say, look, I had a pie earlier yeah. today. I'm going to get another pie and some more beer. So we got uh, the Cold Pilsner uh, brought to you by their uh, Farm Strong Brewery and then also Zeke's Pizza. Uh, download the app right now. All right, we will, uh, we will get into the 12 o'clock hour lunch with listeners. We'll talk about that college football. Story headlines though coming up uh, with the great Curtis Calhoun.